Don't look back. The market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day. Hope you had a great week. And I hope you're ready for a big weekend. Uh, we've certainly ended the week on a great note. Matter of fact, this is the best. This is the best uh, week for the markets uh, since uh, June. Uh, we saw really we what we've seen really since October the 13th. That was the key date. <clears throat> we started telling you then <clears throat> the, the 13th looked really important to us as a capitulation day because we had a bullish engulfing candle pattern. Excuse me. <clears throat> Put in for the SP 500. We had two breath thrusts that took place on that day with better than 90% of volume in both NYSE and NASDAQ. October the 13th was when we got the bad CPI data. And it's also the day we had capitulation with that 1,500 point swing higher than the Dow Jones. That was the important day to us. Uh, and we've got four tells that I think are going to confirm, at least for us, what we've been telling you here is that we're looking for a significant move higher, not only in the midterms, not only in the year end but also into 2023. Uh, it's, it's a very good time to own stocks, folks. It just is. Rates are going lower. I think, uh, famous last words, maybe maybe we're getting closer to a, a peak in rates. Inflation certainly is cooling, and uh, the dollar as well. So let's get to it. Dow Jones today, again, up a big 748 points, up 2.4%. Same thing, SP 100 up 2.4%, up 86 points of the day. Uh, everything up better than 2%, folks. Rust 2000 up 2.2%, NASDAQ up 2.3%, and then drum roll, our winner, please, semiconductors, just what you want to see if you're bullish, up another 3.25%. The semiconductors now, again, since 1013, that's the key date, October the 13th, capitulation day, the semi now, semis are up 13%, leading the way higher. The semis lead in both directions. There is no important, more and more important tell than semiconductors. If the semis are going up, aggressively like they have been, you want to you own stocks and you want to do so aggressively. That's, that's something that's held, really stood the test of time. Uh, okay, real quickly, <clears throat> here are the tells. Analytics. This is something Tyler and I have been covering with you uh, now for some time. You know, we've gotten through such a horrible part of the year. This is one of the worst starts of the year in history. The worst start of the year in history for bonds, okay? And like second or third worst ever for stocks. It's been horrible. But, Guess what's happening now? We're coming up on the best time of the year to own stocks. Matter of fact, the midterm election year since 1950, the SP500s had an average gain of 32% from the midterm lows to the following 12 months. 32% with the markets higher 18 out of 18 times since 1950. This is the most compelling data of my career. There's not a close second. Uh, that's, uh, that's given us a lot of, really a lot of ammunition, a lot of confidence to be along this market aggressively as we made it through this uh, early, this rough early part of October. Uh, add with this, we've got a divided Congress coming up. Look, whether or not the Republicans take both the House and the Senate or not, I think they do. I think they take both, even, even in light of the massive level of cheating that's going to go on. Uh, the, the vote totals for against Biden and against these really insane Democrats is so overwhelming that any kind of vote rigging is going to come through loud and clear, I think. So I think that, uh, but regardless, either way, Republicans certainly take back the House, and that means we have divided Congress and even more of a lame duck president in Joe Biden, who really should just go ahead and resign too. The day after the midterms, he should just go. Uh, We all know it's a criminal family. It's incredible what his son's gotten away with, what he's gotten away with. Everyone knows the election was rigged. He is an installed president. He's an embarrassment to this country. Uh, Just leave, right? Just just go bye-bye. 
but regardless, we're going to have a lame duck, D.C., divided Congress, gridlock in D.C., the point being, the markets love gridlock in D.C. Why is that? Because when nothing is getting passed, that limits the damage they can do to you and I, and the markets know that. Also, another big tell, seasonality. Again, we're out of the, we're out of the uh, worst periods. We're now entering the best periods to be an investor. The year after the uh, midterms, as a matter of fact, November is the best month of the year in the midterm cycle, and the fourth quarter is the best quarter of the year in the midterm cycle. Again, the internals have been fantastic, as I said earlier. Bullish uh, engulfing pattern uh, it was a major reversal pattern in the SP 500 on October the 13th. These breath thrusts with 90% up volume in both NYSE and NASDAQ is very rare, happened on the same day. And finally, again, the semis are leading. Semis at 12% since October the 13th, leading the way higher. We think that continues. We are aggressively long this group. Again, very good day today. We think it continues in the next week, into the midterms, and into year end. Let's take a look under the hood today. Again, another very good day today for the internals. Today, 78% up volume uh, for both the NYSE and NASDAQ. Advanced decline today, uh, also very, very good. Two and a half to one positive NYSE. Uh, three to one, uh, excuse me, two to one positive NASDAQ, two and a half to one positive NYSE. The only bugaboo today, the only problem, and this is kind of bizarre, I mean, we did have some kind of an ugly open to a certain degree. The futures were down about 300 points. Uh, and then we got, you know, uh, rumors that the Fed was going to uh, stop hiking rates as aggressively. And that, of course, helped today in the markets. But still had 1,002 stocks hit a new 52-week low today to only 109 hitting a new 52-week high. We don't want to see that happen next week or we're going to have uh, something larger of a problem to talk about. And our sector watch today, again, a very good picture here as well. All 11 SP 100 sectors finished higher on the day, led by materials up 3.5%, financials up 3%, consumer discretionary also up 3%. Uh, again, all 11 sectors higher on the day. Commodity watch. Again, Tyler and I talked before this podcast. He's right. Big reversal today, again, on the rumors that the Fed is going to stop being so stupidly aggressive in hiking rates after this November the 2nd rate hike which should be three-quarters of a base, three-quarters of a point, uh, probably the last big rate hike because they're just overdoing it. Anyway, precious metals turned on their dime. Gold finishing up 1.4%, up a very nice $23 an ounce at $16.59. Silver up a bigger 3% today, up 58 cents an ounce at $19.26 an ounce. Love these groups. Physical gold and silver and the miners are phenomenal buys here. Copper also up a nice 2% today at $3.47 a pound. And finally, crude oil uh, up, uh, up just, just less than 1%, up 70 cents a barrel at $85.15. Crude oil is a great buy into uh, really for the remainder of, uh, of, uh, of Let's Go Brandon's uh, term in office. Finally, the day, Bitcoin. It, this has been, we have not had a period where Bitcoin has been this stagnant, right? Just sideways moving. I don't know that we've ever had this. Uh, 19,000. I mean, I, it's every day. It's 19,000. It's, like it, it's like they've got it manipulated and rigged here to trade every day at 19,000. There's anything like this. Very odd. You know, the old saying is never short a dull market. We'll see if that holds up here. I kind of think it might. Bitcoin, 19,182, up 154 in the day. Again, folks, always appreciate your listen. Appreciate your feedback as well. Hope you have a great week and even better weekend. We'll see you back here again Monday after the close.